I love it. We really have to come up with a like a hello sisters, hello girlies. What's up, you guys? Hey, sisters. <laughs> oh, I hate it. Hate it a thousand times over. Hate it. We're not James Charles. No, he'd probably sue us anyway. Sue us for what? We have like five viewers. Which I'm not mad at. Thank you for the five of you that listen. Yeah, no. Hello, girlies. <laughs> What's up, you guys? Welcome back to Sister Combo. We're going to cue that classic intro. Oh, Joanna, so what's your what the fuck of the week? Bro, my what the fuck of the week is that I am tired. Like, I don't realize that I'm tired until all of my adrenaline from the day seeps out of my body. And then I'm in my car for 45 minutes saying, like, get up. Just get out. out. Yes, like, like, just go upstairs. Or, like, when I'm, like, like right now, I want to edit for my vlog, but I'm, like, literally so tired and it's 10 that I, like, my left eye is, like, twitching and I just want to go to sleep. (laughs) Um, So, like, bro, I'm just, I'm just tired. Yeah. What's your what the fuck of the week? Do you think you're tired maybe because you fucking scheduled yourself to work 20 plus days in a row? That I scheduled myself that if I had my way, I would like have a full bank account courtesy of somebody else's money would be like halfway around the world by now. Fair point. Um, so my what the fuck of the week I'm just gonna start this whole story off by saying we need to fucking fund Planned Parenthood. Everybody, it should be taken out of our taxes. It should, like, there should have a fucking fit. Seriously, there should be a fee with every fucking, like, contraceptive package, whatever, that people buy that goes straight to Planned Parenthood. You want to know why? Because I've been having trouble with Walgreens, of all fucking places, to get my birth control, right? They, uh... Since I started taking birth control at 15, the birth control has been $30, if not less, due to insurance. Okay? $30. That's all it ever was. Fucking last month, Walgreens wanted to tell me that for some odd reason, my birth control was $113, which is fucking ridiculous. For what? For what? I would love to know. They could not tell me. They wouldn't tell me. They're just like, oh, it's just that much. Why? Since when? Because it's never been that way for 10 plus years. So I go back this month. I'm like, maybe it was a mistake, whatever. Have a month of no birth control. My pH levels will get back to normal eventually. Um, I go back this month. Same fucking deal. And I'm like, okay, well, what about like my insurance and all that? They had to re-put my insurance in, and they're like, oh, it's still $58. For one month, you got me so fucked up. I'm like, I'm not getting this. So I walked out, and I'm like, you know what? I'm going to go to Planned Parenthood, because that's where I went to like have my initial appointment to go back on birth control. Mm-hmm. $8. $8 is all they fucking charged me. And they didn't even do that. They're like, oh, just come back, you know, you can charge or, you know, just pay $8 later. And I was 
awestruck. I'm like, I was literally sitting here so mad and so upset at Walgreens when I could have just gone to Planned Parenthood for eight dollars. Right. What the fuck? <laughs> Girl. I'm telling y'all, they charge us. I want. I honestly want to know what the fuck they charge men for. Because it seems like they charge women for everything. They charge us for birth control. They charge us for pads. They charge us for tampons. They charge us for... Um, and you know what? For a long time, I didn't know a pH. So I thought it was pussy hygiene. So they charge us for pussy hygiene products. I'm so dead. Oh, my God. <laughs> I still don't really know what it means. <laughs> don't ask me. I'm not a gynecologist. Well, like, what the fuck are they charging men for? Like, what do y'all... What, what do they pay for? Guns. But, like, when they go to... Pero like. <laughs> um, they go to the store and, like, none of the shit that, that's at the store for a guy is required. Like, we have to buy pads. Mm-hmm. Unless we want to just free bleed. Which we would be... We would be looked at... We would be looked at weird in like treatment because society has deemed it that's nasty you need to buy pads you need to buy tampons you need to buy diva cups and yet they're taxed as a luxury item what the fuck actually michigan i guess like they stopped that so they're not taxing tam uh, tampons or pads anymore must be nice to live in michigan again because everything just seems cheaper (laughs) just cheaper cheaper than california yeah (laughs) yeah I don't even notice it anymore. I really don't. But I notice it when I go back home and I'm like, oh, free bags. I notice when I go there and I'm like, oh, yeah, I can give you some gas money. Here's five bucks. Like, that does anything. I look at you like, the fuck? When people try to do that, I'd be like, the fuck is this? The, the gas, like, the gas is going to laugh at me. Huh? Michigan, $5 is gas money. Shit. $5 is, a, like, a, a trickle of a gas, like, a trickle not even a full gallon. It's just like, here you go. Here's a few drops. Here's a sprinkle. I just spent $4.75 a gallon. And I filled my tank up for it with their, I put $35 in there. Oh my God. I remember when I used to put, try to put $10 in there and be like, okay, I'm going to get back and forth to work for two days. <sighs> Ugh, but yeah. So. Anyway. It is that time of the month again. We're going to do our movie of the month. And as you know, I'm trying to convert Emily into liking rom-coms. Mm-hmm. Um, some of you guys might not think that this is a rom-com, that it's just a romantic film. Either way, it's good. It's called Dear John with Hannah Tatum and Amanda Cipher. And should we tell the verdict right now? How you felt about it? I think we should wait till after we're done talking about the movie. Um... And, you know, who cares if, who, if anybody wants to disagree with us about Dear John being a rom-com or just a romantic movie? We follow criteria, okay? And so, like, Netflix likes to delete movies last minute, and the movie that we were going to do poofed into thin air. I'm still so upset about that. Yeah, it was going to be good. It was going to be good. Uh, anyway, we watched Dear John, and... In the stakes of it being a movie, it was all right. It was watchable. I remembered why I liked it in the first place. First of all, I love Amanda Seyfried. Like, 
She's a great actress. I've seen her in several movies before. Um, my favorite role of hers was in Jennifer's Body, and yep. also I'm a, I haven't seen Mamma Mia. I'm not going to see it. You haven't seen Mamma Mia? No. Really? Yeah. You know I don't like to watch things that have too much hype around them. But still, that is such a great one. And I like, well, I guess, do you like ABBA? Who? The music that the musical is based off of. That's like the, all the songs that they sing are ABBA songs. I love how you think I would know that. I mean, you would know it if it was somebody that you liked. Well, I mean, the like the detail of it. Like that's some that's some more you thing. You're like, oh my god, it's ABBA type of music. I would have been like, oh, it's a classic musical, is what I would say. No. So like, nine times, just like you probably know that Hamilton is a well, besides rap, that Hamilton is a type of music. You're like, oh yeah, yeah, it's based off of like this person, da 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 da, because you're more like detailed oriented, and I'm more like, oh, that sounds cool. Yeah, fun fact, actually, the guy who plays Hamilton, he wrote all the songs. Like, he literally wrote all, like, the entire fucking thing by himself. Told you. Th- isn't that cool, though? <laughs> just, you like, you're, you're a fact person. You like cool facts that you think are cool. They are cool. They are cool. She's a cool mom. <laughs> I'm not a regular mom. I'm a cool mom. Oh my god, okay, anyway. Fruit snacks or condoms? Oh fucking god. Anyways, um so no, I I really like I do like I also like Amanda uh what's her name? Seyfried or whatever? Cypher I think it's Cypher. Seyfried? Okay. Uh I do like her. I uh liked her in Mamma Mia. I did like her in Jennifer's Body. I liked her in Ted too, I think the second one. She was in a like a horror uh, thriller, Red Riding Hood. She was really good in Red Riding Hood. Oh, I've never watched that one either. It was it was really good. It gives this it gives off the same feel as Jennifer's Body, different storyline, but like same like mysterious. Like the ending shocked me. So if y'all like like spooky, is it wasn't horror. I feel like it was more thriller. Watch it. It was scarier than I thought it was gonna be. I I don't know. I think it like it came out like right when like Twilight was like the height. So like it was a werewolf movie, and I'm just like, mm, kind of ruined it. Wait, Red, Red Riding Hood? Didn't it come out around the same time the Twilight movies did? No. What time? When did it come out? Because like, I could have sworn it came out like years later. But anyway, yes, we can both agree that uh, sh- while she's looking this up, that she's a great actress, uh, plays many roles. Channing Tatum, uh, I want to say, like, he's expanded. Uh, yeah, no, definitely. Okay. Um, Twilight came out in tw- in 2005, and Red Riding Hood came out in 2011. I'm sorry. Twilight came out in 05? Yeah. Whoa. Like, I was young when Twilight came out. I was, like, of age where I could see Red Riding Hood in theaters if I wanted to by myself. That's crazy. Well, I mean, I guess it came out around the same time as the sequels, though. The sequels. The sequels were... I don't know when all the Twilight sequels came out. I don't... It was, like, tw- it was like 20, 2005 to, like, 2008, 2009. Okay. Anyways. Anyways. You were saying Channing Tatum? 
Channing Tatum. Uh, I feel like now he's kind of expanded on like what he plays, but he was also kind of like really typecasted as like the big macho guy that you know just looks hot and does manly shit. In what movie besides Magic Mike has he been casted that way? Dear John. I mean, he wasn't really like the big macho guy that could do everything. Yes, he was in the military, but he like has like this soft side that he just wanted to like take care of like the girl and like he understood. Why are you laughing? I just I love that like when <laughs> one of the things I absolutely love about Joanna is when she likes something, she will wholeheartedly defend it. And like <laughs> not even in the I'm going to full out defend this thing. I mean, she will, but she also does it where like, she'll be explaining something and just like slide in a little, like, this is why this movie's good. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, it is. This song is good. And it's, I just, I love it so much. I mean, it is good. I mean, like who, who doesn't want like, and then, okay. We were like, we were talking about it over the phone and she was like, Oh, it's so unrealistic because like what, like something about military men and like, who's going to do it. And I'm like, girl, do you not realize that the literally the number one thing guys are made, like people are making fun of about military men is that the fact that they will wife you up within like the first two months of you guys talking because they want somebody to bring you to mili- to the military base. That was the point that I was trying to, that was what I was saying. I'm just like, this movie is literally every military man's like fantasy. This is what he wants to have. Happen. He wants to date somebody for two weeks and have them be hung up on him for years. That makes no sense. I thought you were saying that like 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 it's basically unrealistic, and I'm like that's literally like well, unrealistic, unrealistic on like the woman's side. Yeah, like unrealistic in the fact that you know she actually does it. Well, does it do it? What this movie's been out for years, but like, um, she. So the premise of the movie is that Channing, um, Channing Tatum, a.k.a. John, comes home from leave for two weeks, and he meets... What's her name in the movie? Oh, God. I, hold on. Keep explaining. I'll look, at, I'll look up the names. Cypher's character. And they have this world-ren world romance on, at the beach in Charleston. South Carolina or something like that, Savannah. which is funny because my manager's from Charleston, huh? Savannah. Savannah. So of course her name would be Savannah. Um, so John and Savannah have like this whirlwind romance for two weeks, and then she's like, "You're leaving," and he's like, "Will you wait for me?" And then there's this whole like, when you look up at the at the moon, just know that it's always the same size, no matter where you are and where we are together. And I'm just like, it's so cute. And um did a lot of those in this movie. Huh? We did a lot of those in this movie. A lot of what? Like little tie-ins, like, oh, the if you look at the moon and you cover it with your you can always cover it with your thumb, blah blah blah. The coin thing, the uh the horse fucking thing. Like it all like just like little things that they uh use to kind of have a means to have the plot going. Also, I feel like in that time, there was, they were, like, it was popular to have those things in movies. So then they could monetize off of them. 
All right. Yeah, that's that. Okay. I didn't think about that. Definitely something that you want to have. Like that's like an inside joke with your best friend or like that special nickname with your boyfriend, like to tie you in. They did that a lot with, they did that with Twilight. Um, They did that with. What did they do with Twilight with that? Well, they did that with like the wool, like, are you team Jacob? Are you team Edward? Like werewolf. They even had like the little um, charms on the bracelet that I bet they sold those at stores um, just to, like, monetize. Like, I definitely had a Team Jacob backpack when I was, like, that I bought from <laughs> Blockbuster. Yeah. Um, what was the – oh, my God. And then Vampire – not Vampire Diaries. They, I think they do Vampire Diaries, too, with the ring. Mm-hmm. And, like, the Salva team, like, are you Salvatore Brothers? Are you um, Team Damon or Team Stefan? Like, things like that. Um, it makes you feel more connected to the story. Okay. Um, but yeah, so then once like he leaves and then he comes back and realizes that like 9-11 happened and they're all his whole team wants to reenlist. Yeah. Okay, so, like that's the craziest thing. So yeah, he comes back on leave for two weeks. They like meet at this beach. She's hanging out with her friends on the pier. She knocks her unnormally large bag out off the pier which why would you set it there wait huh i'm talking at the beginning of the movie where like he goes into the water to get her bag that's how they meet oh Um, yeah yeah okay like it's like first of all you're just asking for that to happen why the fuck would you put your bag on the edge of a pier still uh, (laughs) i mean i guess if it, it I would too if there was handsome men just willing to dive into the water to get my fucking bag. But <laughs> But yeah, so he leave, you know, they have their romance like Joanna said, he leaves. The day he like the day before he's supposed to come back, like that whole weekend or whatever, 9/11 happens. So everybody, yeah, like she said, everybody in his team wants to reenlist. And the captain was like, well, you know, like, I have a family and blah, blah, blah. And he's like, "Uh, but, you know, you guys are my men. So if it's unanimous, by the end of this weekend, we'll all go. We'll reenlist. We'll go fight. He didn't want to do it. Like, he like he only did it because it probably would make him look some type of way. And he, like, you know, you feel like this is happening. You got to fight for your country, blah, blah, blah. And technically, if you want to. He doesn't owe her any explanation. You're right. He doesn't. Because technically, you've only known this person for two weeks. But um, this then leads into the whole premise of the title of the movie, Dear John. Yeah. When he comes home, because he, um, he's home for like 18 hours. Yeah. He, it does, he doesn't end up telling her directly she ends up overhearing something about the conversation as he's meeting like her entire family at this like fancy dancy party. Yeah. Oh man. And, uh, this is like one of the, one of like one of my favorite scenes. Uh, so they try to have his dad. That is the only person that he's been living with since his, did his his mom die? I think he left. She left. Okay. So it's just John and his dad, his dad. Uh, it's not like specifically said it's like hinted at it's talked about, but it's never like def- definite that he has autism. 
Um, cause like he doesn't talk. He's very awkward around people. He has very niche interests, which are coins, which is what we were talking about earlier. Um, because the beginning, the very first line of the movie is like, when I got shot, the first thing I heard was coins. Yeah. I missed the first part of the movie. Oh, yeah. Not like the first part, but like it started for me because you had already watched it. It started for me where they were like just walking together at the pier and they're like, Oh, Hey, like, do you want to come to blah, blah, blah. So like, I didn't get the first part of that, but, um, yeah, it- not thinking about it. Like if you're not paying attention that wise until, until before Savannah suggests it to John, you're yeah. not thinking about it that way. You're just thinking that him and his dad aren't close. relationship, but yeah, no. And she's like, well, you know, like I worked with because, there's like this family that she grew up with and the kid who is about, I'm going to say maybe like, you know, seven to 10 years younger than them has autism. And, you know, she's like, you know, I've noticed. And he goes off on her. He's like, so what, you've just been hanging out with me to diagnose my dad. Like what the fuck? Which I, that's hard for somebody who like, didn't know. Right. I totally get that reaction. I mean, like, yeah, it was shitty at the moment, but like, at the same time, you don't want to hear that. Yeah, you you don't want to hear that there's something wrong with your with your dad. Somebody not even like something wrong. It's just like you know you don't. This was about yeah, you, like you said, like two thousand. It came out of at what two thousand eleven. Oh uh, yeah, two thousand eleven. Yeah, there was still like autism wasn't talked about so much yet. Like I think it was like the beginning stages of bringing awareness to autism. Mm-hmm. Um. So anyway, the scene that we were just talking about, where he, they go to this uh, dinner party, they try to bring his dad along, and his dad like gets into the car and like starts driving. But once he gets out of their driveway, he starts to like freak out. He turn like having a really bad mental freak out. Um. I thought that was really good, like character building. It really made me care about the dad. Yeah, I feel like they that kind of had to be had to be done because of what happens later. Yeah. If they, if they didn't build that part, then you'd be like, okay, whatever, his his dad passed, whatever. Um and then, you know. Yeah, that's what they that is the fact that, you know, like he couldn't make it to a dinner party, but he knew his son was leaving for a long time because of the 9/11 attack, so he made it to the airport to see him off. Yeah, which you it doesn't seem like a shock because I don't remember him leaving the first time and his dad not being there, but after that scene it's like, "Oh, okay, his dad is there." Mhm. Like his dad does care about him. Mhm. Yeah. Um so yeah, after that, the letters start happening. They start, like, numbering their letters. It's, like, a huge montage. Um, Let's break it down a little bit for a lot. So, <laughs> um, so, like, they're leaving, and she's like, okay, well, they agree that he's going to be gone for another year. Mm-hmm. So she's like, okay, promise me that you'll write me every, like, write it all down. I can't, like, we can't be together, but you can write me. So that's how the whole Dear John in the letters start. And they do. Like, it kind of makes you fall in love with what they're having. But then it also kind of 
shows towards the end them drifting apart. It definitely hammers in the fact that I would never want a long distance relationship. I mean, yeah. And a lot of um, military, like I feel like if people who have family that are in the military probably hit home at this time, especially if it was like around that time, that actual time in, um, in history, Mm -hmm. that it was hard and you had to make it work if you love that person. Right. Cause in the movie, this is actually based back in, 2000 2001 obvious I, I mean if that wasn't obvious but yeah so yeah, a crazy fucking time everybody wanted to fight for the country everybody wanted everybody was scared exactly and you at first don't realize the timeline or like how young they are like Channing is probably like 21 22 and same with Savannah yeah babies right now and then the there's like the family that has like the the dad who has an autistic son they do build that character a little bit because they're like okay he they're like okay where's your um where's your wife what is his name like sam or something i think it's sam so sam is savannah's neighbor she grew up with them she basically um used to babysit his son all the time that's how she like got so good with recognizing autistic cues. Right. And so Sam, he's always like, we're like, he's always alone, but he's married. Like, where's your wife? Da, da, da. So she's on vacation. It's hard to take vacations alone with him. So Sam is like sprinkled throughout the movie and he's like always popping up or he's always there. Um, so then towards like, it's time, almost time for John to come back. See, this is why I find it so weird with what happens later in the movie, because like the way that they built up this character really made me think, okay, like he's just a protective guy. He's like the father figure. Uh, Yeah. Like, you know, she was, he was her father's friend. So I always like, I was just like, oh, you know, like an uncle vibe. So like, that's what the, that's what I was getting. Like, oh, he's like the older brother protective type. But why was he at, like the the college cookout i don't know i didn't even think about that till you just said something so like he he was always around like he was never around the father he was only around the father when they were all at their family party right so like i get i get where that like i definitely got that feel somewhat especially like when he like threatened john it was like his her, her dad would want me to say something like that yeah, um, but it also could give like older brother feels or brother feels, which <laughs> brothers we know brother relationship, huh? Still not okay. But, like you know, brothers can turn into boyfriends, not like that, but like you know, like I had a crush on my best friend's brother forever. Like both of them, they're so hot at that time, and they were so much older than me. And I was just like, I would, yes, you can get it anytime. Anyways. <laughs> <laughs> So I get, I get like the transition, but, um, we just want to mention like Sam throughout the story because he becomes relevant later. Um, so like, I want to say, I don't know, a couple months in almost at the end of the year, Savannah sends John the final letter, like hasn't written her, hasn't written him in a minute in like months. And he gets the one letter and it's like, he, she found somebody else and they're engaged and all you see is like John's face. Yeah. And, oh man, I didn't know this, and I feel kind of dumb for not knowing this. But I didn't know that Dear John was an actual like anagram for a breakup letter. 
Like I had zero idea. So when I learned that, I was just like, oh, clever. What do you mean an anagram for a breakup letter? That's what, like, when guys would go off to war and girls would break up with them, they called it a Dear John letter. Oh, didn't know that. See, I told y'all, Emily, she'll learn, like, like, facts that I'm like, I would never have thought about and didn't know. How did you figure that out? Uh, I was looking up trivia and it's like, oh yeah, like she wrote him an actual Dear John letter that, you know, the actual break. And I'm like, well, what's a Dear John letter? And it's like, oh, a breakup letter. Oh, okay. Nobody, nobody would know that unless you're like, like old school military. I don't, maybe it's, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe I'm asking my cousin. Um, like a lot of my cousins are in the military and like in the army. Um, but yeah, so he gets this letter and is heartbroken Mm -hmm. and then he decides because that actually that, that I think it was like a couple of weeks later, he ends up getting shot. Yeah. Twice. Yeah. And then that kind of like takes him into this world where they're trying to make him go home. Mm -hmm. Does he go home? No, no. He, he reenlists for longer. Yeah, he reenlists and like we skip forward like what seven years? Yeah, no, it's like five years. Okay, yeah, five years because like the whole entirety of the movie takes place over seven years. Yeah, so it's like five years. Five years after that, um, his he gets a call that his dad passed away, or his no, his dad had a stroke. Yeah, his dad had a stroke, and uh, oh my god, my god, even thinking about it just makes me like oh like in my own family like things are going on and that will like hit close to home like now that we're talking about it and like things are going on but yeah so his dad ends up having a stroke and he has to come home because he doesn't know how long he has so he comes home uh meets his dad at the hospital and he tells his dad, like, you know, I know we haven't had, like, the closest or best relationship because the reason why coins have been brought up is because the only thing that they ever connected on was collecting rare coins. Mm-hmm. And they show, like, the whole backstory. Yeah, and, like, you know, you know, and, it, yeah, inevitably John grows up. He gets kind of sick of collecting coins, so he moves on past it, but his dad still really likes to do it, so... Like, you kind of see it take over his life. Again, it's an autism thing. You know, they hyperfixate on stuff. Um, I say they, we, because I don't know if I am or not yet. I'm hoping I learn that soon. Interesting. I've brought this up to you before. That you thought you might be borderline autistic? Mm Mm-hmm. I don't know. I, I feel like it's also an ADHD thing. But I'm also, uh, I don't know. We'll talk about this later. And like I said, nothing's set in stone, and I'm not trying to sit here and say, oh, I'm diagnosing myself. Going back to what we were saying, so, you know, he hyperfixated on the coins. So at the hospital, after he has the stroke, uh, John was like, so I wrote you a letter, and I know you can't read it right now, so I'm going to read it to you. And it starts off with what he had said at the very beginning of the movie, when he got shot twice, the first thing he heard was coins. And the second thing he, uh, like the first thing he thought of was coins. And the second thing he thought of was you. And you assume that he's talking about Savannah, but he's actually talking about his dad. Mm-hmm. 
And that got me crying a little bit. Um, because like the emotions just build up. He can't even finish the letter. His dad reaches his hand out to him and he holds his hand and just cries. And I got really choked up because I don't know, like, I think it's just like the family aspect of it really got me. Um, and then you find out the next scene, he dies. You're at the funeral. It's just John sitting there looking at the casket, you know, classic. My heart. Yeah, funeral scene. And then uh, after the funeral had happened, he has the, not notion, but like the will to go see Savannah. I don't want to even see, I don't want to even say the will. I just think it's, he wanted, he wanted somebody who knew his dad as almost as well as he did and like cared. Right. Well, like, why not? Like, I'll just. Like, I'm in town. I'll just ride by, maybe. So he so happens to see her at the stable. At her freaking horse camp, which is such a... They call... She called it... What is it? She called it Camp Horse Sense. And I hate that name. Why? Because I think it's so stupid. So, the backstory behind that is... um. She rides horses, obviously, um, because it's North Carolina. What else is there to do? Well, they, she, her, um, we never mentioned that, but like her family owns a stable. Oh, her family owns a stable. And she, she grew up riding horses and she used to take her, um, her next door neighbor horseback riding with her, like at this, at her um, family stable. Yeah, and he uh, responded very positive to it. So she was like, yeah, it's almost like he has some sixth sense with the horses. So she calls it Camp Horse Sense, and I hate it. Yeah, so she wanted to open up this summer camp where, like, kids, I think autistic kids could come and kind of, you know, like, bond with the horses and have, like, this thing that they could, like, enjoy and also, like, socialize. Mm-hmm. And he gets out of the car, comes up to her. This whole, like, this whole next scene is what got me. That's how you know, like, like I was like, oh my god. Um, I think you're just a diehard romantic. Yeah, I yeah, I think it just it speaks to my older, my younger self. I mean, because um, like now I'm like cold hearted bitch, and I just can't help it. Um, so he, she sees him instantly, and is like, wow. And then he tells her that, like, his dad passed. And he doesn't know who who she married yet. Mm-hmm. It's still, like, a mystery. Yeah. Even though, like, you kind of get an inkling. You you know it's one of two people in the, in the movie. It's the, her dick, her dick guy friend, or it's her uh, next-door neighbor guy, Sam. So you don't know who it is yet, but this whole time they're just tip. They're like having this like really like awkward interaction with each other because they haven't seen each other in five years. And she ended over a fucking letter. Right. And it's like, you can tell that they want to embrace each other, but at the same time, there's just like that wall of we shouldn't. It didn't even like embrace each other at this point. It's there's something that we need to talk about and we're not talking about it. So he is in her house, like walking around and he sees the, what 
the wedding picture or he sees a picture of them together. Yeah. Like, wait, it's Sam. And she's like, oh, yeah. Um, And then he's like floored because he was expecting that. He thought it was going to be the the dick best friend. That's what I thought it was going to be. I was just like, yeah, that makes sense. You know, like he left. He's not there. The guy that has been pining after her he's there that makes sense like i thought it was legitly gonna be him and then it was sam and i'm like that's disturbing <laughs> Which, it, I mean, like it's nothing and it like the only thing that they even mention about it was him in the hospital because he has stage four cancer sam does how are you just gonna breeze it over like that you can't just i don't know what rant you're about to go on but you gotta slow it down yeah, we'll go back. But like all, like he looks at John because John goes to visit him, and he just wait, 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 because like there's like he doesn't know, and then they're they're literally in her living room. He finds out, and he's like floored. The phone rings. She answers it, and she's like, "Oh yeah, John's here." And then she hangs up, and he's like, "He wants to talk to you." I mean, which by the way. Like, how would you feel if you were Sam at that moment? You know how the fuck he feels. I'm not talking about him. I'm talking about you. Because I know I feel some type of way being like, okay, I'm stuck in the hospital. And my wife's ex-fucking-fling that I know for a fact that she's still in love with is at my house right now. I mean, he the exact way that he reacted is the exact way that I would feel. I'd be like, because I have cancer. I don't have long. I know that this is a pity marriage. Like, I know that, like, she cares for me, but she'll never care for me in the way that she cared for him. Mm -hmm. So he had to accept that. That's still so quick of accept. That's still such a quick acceptance. It it probably was a five-year acceptance. He had to, like, once once they got together, and then who knows, like, how long it took for them to actually, like, do the thing. He, he accepted it from the beginning when they were writing letters to each other that if this was going to be a thing. It wasn't like in that moment he accepted it. This was a five-year acceptance. So they go, they go to the hospital, and it's, it's awkward. He sees them, and then they like start talking as he... Because this is the first time you see the kid. No, first, yeah, the first time you see the kid, and the kid's big and like... That's not the first time you see him. I mean, it's the first time you see him when he's older. That's what I mean. Older. You haven't, you haven't seen him in five years and he's like massive and you can, he's a lot more talkative. You can see, you can see the autistic traits more now than you did when he was younger. Right. Okay. Hang on. Just one sec. There, John and Sam are talking and you see Sam for the first time in five years and he is obviously, he looks sickly. He's in, he's in a wheelchair at this facility. Super Huh? Super thin, super sickly. Yeah, so he's sitting in a chair and he's like, can I talk to him? So then Savannah takes the kid over to like get something and they start having like this talk basically about like, I know this must, what did he say? I know, I know you must really want to kick my ass or something. Something. He's just like, I promise that this wasn't like my evil plan all along or something. Yeah, because like I said, he's been lingering in the background for like, and then he's like he basically admits that 
Like I know, I know that he, I know that she loves you way more than she'll ever love me, but she loves me too. And I know that his son will always have somebody to take care of him. Right after he's gone. Yeah. Cause he knows he doesn't have long. And then I don't really remember what John says. Like, well, I can't really, I think he says, well, I can't really do it here. Like, like something like that. Um, and then after the hospital scene, they go back to Savannah's house. Mm-hmm. And then this is where the emotions for me start. Like I am boo fucking hooing at this moment. Because you just see, like, this this weird tension grow between them. And, like, they're trying to have dinner. And John's, like, like I feel like like we're, we're talking, but we're not saying anything. Mm-hmm. And then, oh, my God, what the fuck did she say? I don't know. I can't remember exactly what she says. Right. I just know at the end of the conversation, she just says, she, like, looks at him and tells him, like, say it. But, like, there's, like, there's, like, a thing. Like, there's, like, a buildup. Like, they want to do it. They, like, like, because somehow somebody spills something on somebody and then they have to change. So he ends up, she ends up giving him some clothes and then she's changing. And they can see each other and, and they can see each other in each mirror. Like, he's, she's naked, like, top, top, like, waist up or whatever. And... PG-13. <laughs> the thought crossed their mind you can see you can see in the frame that they want to you know do the nasty with each other i'm gonna ask this also once have they only ever had sex once yeah i think so well we don't know how many times they did it that night because i think i think like the the night before john was gonna leave for a year they blinked So you can see that they like there's this chemistry, there's this electricity that's there that they haven't felt in a long time. They want to do it, but they are honorable enough not to betray like her marriage bed. Right. And I feel like Sam thought they were going to and accepted that. I don't know. I feel like that. I feel like he thought, but I feel like he knows that he's like, if it happens, that's whatever. But like, but like, I mean, I guess like for the character's sake, yeah, that makes the most sense. That follows what he would want. But I mean, like realistically, no. Realistically, no. Like, okay, cool. Say that. Okay, rewind all the way back to when he calls her and she tells him that John is there. Yeah. And he says, "Fine, I want. Okay, I want to talk to him." That can be realistic up to that point, but there is no fucking way I'd be like, oh yeah, go ahead and go back and have dinner with. I'm not, I'm not saying that he gave permission. I'm just saying that he, if he had, it had to have crossed, huh? It definitely would have crossed his mind, but like, you still let it happen. That's weird. What the fuck is he gonna do? He is, he is has cancer, and he. he- in the hospital. He used to be like, hey, cool. Can he not come over that for ain't his house? Huh? That ain't, huh? That's not his house. That's her house. That's her parents' house. Still, I don't think I don't think so. I personally feel that the thought had to cross his mind, and he's like, Well, there's nothing I can do about it. And if it did happen, it would like he would I feel like he he would how could you not? 
somebody that you haven't seen for five years that was literally the love of your life pops up out of thin fucking air and tells you that like like you feel this tension but they don't and I feel like I feel like if John was a trash ass person he would have done it uh-huh you could tell and then like this is what literally made me cry because this the one of the the things that they have like the the moon is always the same size the letters um is they have this saying it's see it's see you later then or see you soon then see you soon then and then the other person says it back to know that like they're okay and they're like going to see each other again mm-hmm. she says see you soon then and then john just looks at her and says looks at her and he she says just say it back john it's almost like their version of i love you mm-hmm. and he says goodbye he says goodbye savannah Ugh. oh my god the waterworks like my heart broke for her <laughs> <sighs> and then he goes back in like does the sweetest thing ever because who like you just want a guy that would do some shit like that he sells his father's coin collection all except for the one coin that got them starting the collection yeah which is the one that is the most sacred to him and his father's relationship Mm -hmm. but he sells the entire thing and donates the money to sam and savannah so that he could get the experimental treatment that he needs in order to survive a few more months. Right. And then he dies. And Savannah's stuck with the kid. Which is, I mean, I guess this is, this is like, this is not a New York, this is not an LA. So this type of situation is like a Midwestern tradition. Even the movie's not based in the Midwest. No, it's not. But like, it's not, it's not based in a place where people are saying fuck kids. True. I mean, in North Carolina, what is there to do besides ride horses, drink and have kids and get married. So like, I feel like the fact that she did that isn't out of the norm because us, I'm like, you're going to dump your kid on me. Right. Um, no, thank you. Like, I would have thought about that shit before I married him. I'd be like, nah, bro. Like, she's barely in her 30s. She, like, is probably 20, 26, 27, maybe 28. She's yeah. Still young. I would have been like, um, so where's your wife? I, I know, I know, on vacation, but like, where? They probably, she probably knew Loki that she was like cheating or left them or didn't want to deal with her, so that with their autistic. <laughs> Yeah, obviously. I'm just saying if I were in that predicament. No, I'm probably, like she was in that predicament. She probably knew. Like she lived lived next door to them for years. She probably knew. Um and except again, ex- accepted that. I feel like this movie is like all about accepting shit that like like to me that seems like the short end of the stick. <clears throat> because you're young, like you should be traveling like John's seen the entire world. You should be like riding John like it's nobody's business in different points of the world. Like, that sounds like an amazing deal. Like, this hot military guy that loves you and is so sweet and... Right. You know, that also have a kid now. Right. Get those military benefits and shit. Stop. Um, they're going to notice you. 
<laughs> don't be noticing me because <laughs> I'm not, I don't want to live on a military base. <laughs> um, but so then this is where the seven years comes. Cause it's like at the end of the movie, which is probably seven years in mm-hmm. incidentally, after John does a few, few things in, in the military and he's like, it's time for you to go home, bro. And he finally like comes back to Charleston and just coincidentally, he's tying up his bike and looks over into the coffee shop window and sees Savannah. Savannah looks up and sees him. And there's like this, we doing this? Like, they smile at each other through the window. Mm-hmm. They come out, they hug, and then the rest is history because it literally goes black after that. Yep, and that's the end. Of Dear John. A cute, great love story. That made me ball my eyes out, which you can see on my YouTube channel as me watching and reacting. <laughs> so, yeah. Is that on one of your Vlogmas episodes? Yeah. Oh, I gotta watch it. Yes. You can literally see me, like, you can see the tears rolling down my face and, like, it's crazy. Um, so, the criteria, like, now that we've done the synopsis and our thoughts on it. So, our movie criteria is okay so emotional reaction do i care about what's happening and um attractiveness so you want to go first yeah so the attractiveness scale 10 out of 10 everybody looked great in this movie yeah everybody's hot everybody was you know i thought everybody looked great yeah first of all channing tatum young young channing tatum old channing tatum middle-aged channing tatum is just amazing (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> love him and he is more comedically hot I think so too I think he lo- does look better in the comedies that he's in yeah um do I care about what's happening not really <laughs> oh my god <laughs> <laughs> like I said I kind of see this movie as like some sort of military fantasy that I just like if I were put in Savannah's shoes it would not go down that way I would not care that much I would be like oh you want me to write you everything can I just let's take old Emily let's take high school Emily would she have done it high school Emily yeah she was desperate for love oh well she knows better she wouldn't do that shit that's stupid but Joanna, 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 I want you to look at me in my eyes, my eyes, and tell, and you tell me that you would support a relationship that I would be in that was two weeks long. We had sex once, and then I was in a committed relationship with him for over that amount of time. You would look at me and you would tell me that you would support that. It. Bullshit. Don't even try to lie. Because I'm like, because I'm like, I don't, I don't think you would do it. And I think if it was me, because I'd like, there are people that do it. And if you told me he was in the military, I'd be like, okay, a hundred percent. But if it's this rant and if I met him and like, this is an actual thing because you know, people are liars in the 20 and 2021 people lie. Yeah. You actually met him and y'all actually had this whirlwind romance for two weeks and you felt this way about him. Yes, I do believe that you can meet your soulmate in a fucking day. With the dates, some with some of the dates that I've had and the chemistry that I've had, I'm like, 
if you weren't, if you didn't end up being a trash ass human being, we probably would still be together. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would support it. But if he decided to go his ass off back to war for like two more years, I'd be like, bitch, you better move on. Yeah, for real. Unless he was sending you the military benefits, then I'd be like, you know. Oh. <laughs> Is there something you're trying to tell me? Do you want to become a dependent? I think it would just depend, you know. It depend. I would love for somebody to pay my bills, and so I don't have to have a nice house for nope with no bills. Yeah, exactly. Just like live my fucking life. I want to go. If I want to travel, I just have to pay for travel myself. But I don't have to live like pay for my living expenses in a heartbeat. Um, emotional reaction. I teared up with the dad story. I did not tear up with the actual love story going on. I did like it did hit when they had that confrontation at her house. Mm-hmm. Um, but I wasn't. I wasn't. There wasn't tears. You just got a little tickle in your throat. Like it was a hit in the chest. It was like, oh, all right. I felt that one. Yeah, no, I was boohooing. So for me, emotional reaction hit me hard. Just because, like, I th- and I said this in my vlog as well. I was like, I've had that. Like, one of, like, so I haven't felt so strongly for somebody in, like, literally 10 to 12 years, maybe even more. My first, my first boyfriend ever, um, I felt that way for him. And, like, every time I saw him, like, my heart would skip a beat. And then he would come back every couple of years to our hometown and just show up. And then I would be like starstruck, like there he is, this like, and I just remember that moment and that feeling. And so I was I'm like, yeah, like it hit home for me because it's like you come, you take my breath away and then you leave and then you come back this completely different person every time I see you. Mm-hmm. And I felt that a couple times. Like I used to spend summers in Chicago and I would oh my God, just meet like amazing guys or like cool guys. And then next time I come back, like it's almost like the hoods swallowed them or like the trap life took over their innocence. And now they're these, these people I don't even recognize. Mm-hmm. So it's like, if I could, if I could have like had those, those people back and like life didn't swallow them whole, like I would want that. And that's exactly what I, what this movie, this movie gave me that feeling. Mm-hmm. So I had a personal attachment to it. I think that's why I felt so strongly about it. Okay. So you would say that you were care about you cared about what was happening? Yeah, I definitely cared about what's happening. Less with the dad, which is weird. Like I was like, oh okay. Um, I was more about the love story. Uh, and attractiveness, you kind of voiced your opinion. But yeah, that was Dear John. Um, Juana wasn't drinking this episode, but I was sipping on a little, uh, Jack Tennessee honey and Sprite. Cause I'm a bitch. I can't drink things straight up. Oh my God. I would, I mean, I would worry if you started drinking Jack straight up. Oh my God. But Jack Tennessee honey, that's different. It's it's a little sweeter. I mean, right. I don't drink that often to know the difference between like my alcohols. So like, I that one's super sweet and like, I can actually shot it without, dying (laughs) it still makes me want to throw up but yeah so i hope you guys are liking these movie month movie like what are they what are we calling this we're calling this uh movie of the month 
these mm-hmm. moved over months. Um, we have a couple more up our sleeve. I think the next one we're going to do might be like a critique one with the old She's She's All That and the remake He's All That. But what was that movie you also wanted us to watch? Um, I wanted to do some like black cult classics. So mm-hmm. starting with Love Don't Cost a Thing, which is an amazing movie. Um, with all of the greats, there's Steve Harvey, there's Nick Cannon, Christina Milian. I've never seen it. Um, I should probably watch Love and Basketball. I've never watched that. But Love and Basketball, oh my god, it just, oh my god, it just makes me cry every time. Love and Basketball is more like a romance movie, but if you want to watch it, I will buy a box of tissues and get ready. Because even the start of that movie, I'm just like, I know how this fucking shit goes. And like, oh my god. Okay. Yeah, it's just, it's a thing. It's a fucking thing. Yeah. But we have a lot of cool ideas for you guys. So just hold tight. We'll get to it. All right. We love you guys. And we'll see you on the next one. All righty. Bye-bye, listeners. Bye.